of her heart beneath her ribs, and staring into the darkness until her breath came easier and the terror began to recede a little. <sighs> a dream. That was all it had been. A dream. Well, a nightmare, really. But it had been so real. And the horror of it was with her still, binding her tightly like a fly caught in a spider's web. She sat up, swinging her legs over the edge of the bed. She didn't want to risk going back to sleep in case the dream began again. She padded across her tiny bedroom and drew back the curtains, letting moonlight flood in. Outside, it was illuminating the very field she had been walking through in her dream, and beyond them, the great black carbuncle that was the colliery waste tip, the batch as they called it. Though it was a warm summer night, Maggie shivered, and the shiver was not just because she was suddenly cold, but because the terrible sense of oppression was still enveloping her, just as it had in the dream. All very well to try and tell herself it was nothing, just a shadow of something that hadn't been real. All very well to scoff and pretend it meant nothing. Maggie didn't like it when she got a feeling such as this one. Different from normal apprehension, because there was no solid reason for it. Almost inevitably, it was the precursor of something bad. Ever since she was a little girl, she'd known that. A sick feeling in her stomach at the thought of going to school, and there'd almost certainly be trouble of some kind. Childish trouble, maybe, but something to upset her day. One summer, she hadn't wanted to ride on the back of the hay wagon as she usually loved to do. She'd felt that awful shadow of dread as Ewart and Walter, her older brothers, had pulled her up onto the bales of hay. And sure enough, the wagon had rolled into a rut in the ground, and two or three bales broke free and fell, taking the children with them. Walter had broken his leg, and walked with a limp to this day. So it had gone on over the years, not a frequent occurrence, but one that was reliable enough to alarm her when the dark foreboding overcame her. Maggie had never told anyone about it. She didn't even want to acknowledge that somehow she could foresee the future. In any case, she wasn't seeing exactly, just feeling a distress that wasn't yet justified. But this, this was far worse than anything she had ever experienced before. It wasn't just the terror of the dream, though that was still making her shudder, even though she was now wide awake. It was the dense black fog that had closed in around her, and the dreadful weight inside her making her feel sick with dread. As she stood at the window, the moon disappeared behind a cloud, and the whole vista before her went dark, as if a light had gone out. Maggie shivered again. Should she tell someone this time? But tell them what? That she'd dreamed she was falling? Nothing too unusual in that. That Jack had turned into her father, and Frank Rogers had been there too? Nothing unusual in that, either. Everyone knew that dreams made no sense. No, it was this weight of oppression that was really frightening her. But if she told anyone about that, they'd just say it was left over from the nightmare, and perhaps they would be right. Reluctantly, Maggie dragged herself back to bed and pulled the woolen blanket of crocheted squares up to her chin.
But it was a long while before she could bring herself to close her eyes, and even longer before she fell into a fitful doze. She didn't dream any more that night, but when she woke next morning, the feeling of foreboding was still with her. She must forget about it, she told herself. It was nothing but the aftermath of a horrible dream. And even if it wasn't, there wasn't a thing she could do to avert whatever it was that was going to happen. Chapter One June 1895 Hey, look, it's the rag man, Billy the Rag and Bone Man. Where you get your coat, Billy? Off Farmer Barton's scarecrow. The jeering youths were squatting collier fashion against the rough stone wall of the outbuildings that backed Fairley Terrace, or, as it was known locally, the Ten Houses. Billy Donovan had seen them there as soon as he came out of the back door.